everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Long Box, guys. With me, as always, are some of my very favorite people on God's green planet. Mikey, how you doing, and what are you drinking? I'm doing excellent, and I'm drinking an A&W root beer. Nice, nice. Tommy, how you doing, what are you drinking there, pal? I'm doing fine, and I am drinking some Duncan Taylor blended scotch whiskey. That sounds delicious, too. Josh, how you doing there, and what are you drinking there, pal? I'm doing good. I'm drinking a nice, light, stately with honey, which is a table beer from Treehouse. Table beer from Treehouse? That sounds great. Uh, I'm just drinking Diet Coke because we just got back from the bar about an hour ago where my wife tried unsuccessfully to get me drunk. Hmm. She gave it a good shot. I had three, two more, and I would have been a little tipsy. Yeah. I would have even been, uh, you know what I was drinking? Thunderbird. That's right. What's the word? Thunderbird. What's the price? (laughs) Your life, I guess. (laughs) Uh, Today's episode, we are going to be talking about Thunderbird, a short-lived kind of uh, hero on the X-Men squad. Uh, I believe Mike, you're going to give us some of the backstory on this Native American superhero. Yeah, John Proudstar was the first Thunderbird for Marvel Comics and the first X-Men named Thunderbird. There are actually three of them. John appears in Giant Size X-Men number one back in 1975 as part of the second team, because I don't count the 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 redo uh, of X-Men trying to rescue the first team. When uh, Dave Cochran and Len Wein were trying to figure out, you know, the, the roster, they... They liked the character. They liked him a lot, and they liked his costume. But they already had somebody who like didn't get along with the rest of the group in Wolverine. So they were like, "Oh well, we'll just get rid of him." And uh, when Chris Claremont took over the story edit uh, after the introduction, they he was trying to figure out how to go about getting rid of him, and decided, you know, we had. We're going to have Sunfire and Banshee just kind of wipe out. So we need to do something different. Let's just kill him. Uh, the idea Claremont had was, you know, we can protract this out a long time and the fans will get invested in him and then we kill him. Or we just kill him right away for the shock factor. And they decided to go with the shock factor. So John Proudstar was a Native American, a Marine Corps veteran of the vietnam war he had super senses which uh, enhanced his ability to track people he also had super strength and speed and uh, a very high level of durability Uh, there's not a lot else to add about him because he he died in his third issue uh so he didn't listen to Professor X when he said to get off the plane that was going to crash, and he didn't listen to Banshee. It was like, get off the plane. But, you know, in his defense, Banshee was probably screaming it at him. I mean, he didn't listen to Cyclops either, but Cyclops was far away when he was yelling, get off the plane. But... No one listens to Cyclops. I, you know who else was yelling, get off the plane? Count Nefaria. Hmm. Yeah. Because he, he didn't want to crash. Yeah. He was causing to crash. But, I'm pretty sure uh, Harrison Ford was yelling, get off my plane. Awesome. 
in the latest run of the X-Men, he has actually been returned to life as part of uh, Krakoa. How they were able to gather his uh, consciousness from the past, I'm not sure how they retconned that, but he was he made an appearance. Professor X probably made a copy of his conscience of all of his students because he was, you know... A, a creep? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. That tracks. Yeah. Tracks, right? Yeah. yeah, let me... Let me check my notes. Yep, that will work. <laughs> that will work. So, yeah, the, uh, does anybody have any fond memories of John Proudstar? My favorite was when he was saying to Banshee, I'm an, I've always been an outcast, and uh, I'm basically going to stay on this plane until I die. Yeah, that was my favorite memory. Is that a direct quote? This kind of said yeah, not directly but it was close i think they missed uh, a lot they could have done with him with a vietnam war vet he could have they could have delved in uh, i think now claremont could have dived into uh, ptsd and how that affected him and i thought that would have been he would have done it really well and dealing with that i uh, also would have read a military comic of him in vietnam yeah. plus he was yeah, a native was- american so, you know, before Alpha Flight came along, there wasn't a lot of Native Americans in the Marvel Universe. Yeah, so they just stereotyped him up and threw him in Giant Size Annual number one. Yeah. I do remember yeah. in Giant Size Annual number one where they're going through, like, the what each of the guys could do. Like, they had, like, Nightcrawler at the circus, and I can't <laughs> remember what uh, Storm was doing, and Wolverine was, like, tracking something through the woods, and they had him... Tackling a buffalo. Tackling a buffalo. Because what else do you like do? Like you do. Like you do. Yeah, like, like you Saturday, you get a little tipsy, you go tackle a buffalo. Because that's what he was doing in Giant Size X-Men number one. And they tackling. just didn't want to redraw it. Yeah. I, uh, I personally uh, touched a buffalo at a zoo and set off a silent alarm. And How do you know that? Out. What? How do you know that? Because all the police showed up after I touched the buffalo. Oh, okay. All right, that's a good sign. <laughs> it's a lot of police. Show me on this do. cat where you touched the buffalo. <laughs> In court, it'd be like, show me on this doll where the human touched you. Because <laughs> I had to go past the person barrier to get close enough to reach over to touch the buffalo and must have set off an alarm somewhere. Uh, in San Francisco, you could have just touched the buffalo, man. Yeah, but, yeah. There's also a great, uh, zoo, no, I don't want to say zoo, there's an animal rescue place here that Lainey and I sometimes do volunteer work at, where they have a buffalo, uh, which isn't the biggest animal they have there. They also have one of these giant yaks. Man, this thing is enormous. Aww. Yeah, he's really He don't talk too. back, though. No, 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 yeah. no, blah, blah, blah from this guy <laughs> i don't really remember too many episodes like you said this first guy three three issues in i like the costume right off the bat uh there was a long long history of my life where i was very sure i was part native american i was just poor and told lies uh so we didn't live on a reservation we lived on a trailer illegally on the side of a mountain that wasn't a reservation i thought it was i was told it was so I proudly claimed Native American heritage late into my 20s, I believe. 
uh, and only recently came to the conclusion that it was all lies when I got the 23andMe DNA test. Like, oh, <laughs> none of that's in there. <laughs> you know, my wife and I were talking about that. Like, you, when we were kids, like, whatever your parents, bullshit your parents told you, you were pretty much like, yeah, all right, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Why would you lie to me about my heritage? Yeah. 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 I, I I bold-faced told my drill sergeant I couldn't wear a watch because I had too much iron in my blood and it made my the watch run backwards, which was what my mom told me when I asked for a watch for Christmas. <laughs> Turns out that was a lie. <laughs> Turns out. Yeah. What about digital? <sighs> the iron's still going to screw it up. Have you ever yeah. been? Have you ever seen Tom wear a digital watch? No. No. Never. <laughs> Monster. So let's move on to the other <laughs> proud star who had a lot more issues, uh, hundreds and hundreds of issues. That's James Proudstar, uh, who took over. He was the younger brother of John Proudstar. After his brother died rescuing the X-Men, he was told that it was Professor Xavier's fault. Not really wrong. Um and joined Emma Frost in the Hellions, um, was a member of them for a long time until eventually joining the New Mutants uh, at the end of the, uh, towards the end of the 90s, uh, somewhere. And then as, after that was a member of uh, Cable's X-Force. And since then, he's been a member of uh, multiple X-Teams. Uh, that... James Proudstar, definitely stronger than his brother. He, uh, when you think about his level, uh, he is one of the biggest heavy hitters. He has gone toe-to-toe with Juggernaut. Wow. But Mike, did he ever just screw around with Buffalo for the hell of it? I mean, probably. But he did beat a bear. He did. Demon bear. Yes. Demon bear, that's right, yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, we should probably credit uh, Chris Claremont and Sal Buscema, who created James Proudstar. He, although he initially went by the name Thunderbird, they switched his name over to Warpath. That is what he's been called for most of his career. Uh, He does... He has a pair of vibranium Bowie knives, which, like Black Panther and Wolverine, allows him to actually cut people who normally couldn't be cut. Yeah, he is uh, far and above in power scale compared to his brother. Although I guess we don't know how far his brother could have advanced, right? But they they sort of introduced Warpath as like Thunderbird 2.0. And then at some point, somebody let him fly, right? Yeah, he could fly, whereas uh, Thunderbird could not, which would have been super helpful. Super helpful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably wouldn't have died in that plane crash if he could fly. The, the, the other Thunderbird could fly, but only once. <laughs> <laughs> he could fly, he just couldn't land. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then we have a third of the uh, Thunderbirds 
and that was a Indian uh, dot not feather um, superhero uh, created by Chris Claremont and Leilani Francis Yu, first appearing in X-Men Volume 2, number 100. And he was the first Indian member of the X-Men. Not Native American, but actually from India. Uh, he had no connection to the previous Thunderbird. He was originally intended to be called Agni after the Hindu god of fire, but they decided to change it to Thunderbird. He was a vegan. He dated Psylocke. He... Um, he was around for quite a while during Claremont's second run with the X-Men. Okay. Uh, but he, unlike the other ones, he had he would had plasma bursts, but he wasn't really able to control his powers, and that was always an issue with him. Okay. Why yeah. did they name him Thunderbird if he had plasma? I, I, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. But we can ask Chris Claremont when uh, we see yeah. him at Terrificon. That's true. In fact, like, I think that's exactly what I'm going to ask him. What was up with? Yeah, I'm going to get. I'm going to go out on a guess. This is just a a guess sure. that if they did not use the, the character name. Thunderbird for a character, they would have lost the rights to it because it had been a while since they had published anything that had Thunderbird in it. Yeah. I'm going to hope that he really liked cheap wine. <laughs> I'm going to say that you should want to call him Plasma Bird. <laughs> I mean, that's a solid reason. Don't get me yeah. wrong. It's a solid... That was his original name. They were storyboarding it. Yeah. yeah. Plasma Bird. What do you think about Plasma Bird? Let's keep thinking. That's what I think. Let's keep thinking. Let's talk about our, our cooperative relationship with the Chrysler Corporation and their new Thunderbird this year. Let's talk about that. Yeah, that would have been a great crossover if it was like a Transformer. Yeah. <laughs> this is writing itself. Yeah, talk man. about product placement. Screw you, Skittles. And here's our newest X-Man driving up in his new Thunderbird. We just call him Thunderbird because that car is so nice. The new Thunderbird. It's almost like a superpower. Almost like a superpower. Super speed, super grip. Super reliable. Thunderbird, always there when you need him. Thunderbird. Don't try to fly. Or drive on the streets of San Francisco. Yeah. Oh, that's a callback to our earlier <laughs> podcast, The Geek Leak, which, if you were a Podbean Patreon, or not Podbean, well, if you were a Patreon Patreon, you would uh, be able to get that for a mere $1 a month. You can get our extra podcast. All the money that we make on that does go over to the Elizabeth Peabody House. Who? How much food did you serve this week? Uh, 110 bags of food went out the door this week. A new personal best for a normal weekday. A non-Thanksgiving. Sweet. Uh, that was kind of a tangent. Where Are we done with Thunderbird? Does anybody have any... I'm done. Yeah, I think we're all Got done. It. Oh, good. We're as done as Marvel Comics was after three issues. Right. Crash this plane. Which was a little bit of a tangent. Tangents is usually Josh's purview. Josh, you got a tangent for us? Yeah, originally I was going to make it a game, but 
uh, it uh, it didn't work out like I thought it was going to do. So I'm just going to go with what is your favorite fictional band? Like from a movie or a TV show? I got a well, I Diane is going to say the Great Frog. Yeah, absolutely. Harper's fictional yeah. band. I mean, I really like Spinal Tap so much that I bought the, the album. Yeah, Spinal Tap's a good one. I I, I get I, I'm gonna have to go for a tie. They're both Muppets, at least. Uh, Ralph the Dog has published four albums, but he's a singer songwriter, not uh, really a yeah. band. But I would say if you just said like singer songwriter or music, I would have said Ralph, hands down. But for bands, I got to go with Doctor Teeth and Electric Man. They're so versatile; they they can play all kinds of music. Like Kermit yeah. just gives them a call, hey man, we got uh, Benny Davis is going to be out. Can you do some? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Ozzy Osbourne's going to be here. Okay. <laughs> When's their album coming out? It's coming out soon, actually. <laughs> Uh, the Mayhem have a, their own uh, TV show coming off on Disney Plus, where they realize that after 40 years of touring, they forgot to make an album, man. <laughs> so a bunch of celebrities help them on the road to making an album. Weird Al Yankovic's in there. Just, just a, a slew of people. Cheech and Chong are in the back of the bus for some of the show. Like, how long have they been there, man? Man, I think it was like 72, man. <laughs> So, so Tom, do you have a Dr. Teeth in the Electric Mayhem t-shirt? I don't believe I do. I do. Do you now? Well, so he's well, a bigger fan. Screw you, Tom. He might be a bigger fan than me. Good on you. That's a good – I like this one, though, because there are, like, so many good ones. Like, my wife has was just yesterday rocking her Jen in the Holograms t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's Josie and the Pussycats. Yeah. Because that movie was just freaking delightful. Uh, I know Letters to Cleo did all the actual singing and stuff, but still, love the movie. Yeah. Uh, but even in all their iterations, though, I, I didn't even mind the old uh, cartoons or the uh, comic books. Yeah. Uh, the Archies kind of count. They were a fictional band, kind of. And then it became a real band. And yeah, then yeah. a hit. Yeah. What about Josh, you, Josh? And then there's Scott Pilgrim's band. Yeah, Sex Bob Bomb is pretty awesome. And what's the other band there fronted by what's her name? Oh the mm. Demons. Uh, uh, uh Conquest of Demon Head? No, it's close. It's something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Fight at Demon Head. If only we had a magical device in front of us yeah. that could no. tell us. Don't. Crisis. No, I see it. Clash, it. clash, clash. The clash at Demon Head. Yeah. See, you don't need the internet, guys. We got the best computer in the world in right here in your brains, man. Uh oh, Tom skipped a groove again. <laughs> uh, that is a good one. I like Sex Bob. That's a, they had a couple of really good songs. I did. Yeah. Tommy, yeah, did you say what your favorite was? I, I was. Yeah. I did. I said Spinal Tap. Spinal I love Tap. Spinal that Tap. I did, I, how many albums they put out? At least three. Two. Just at least, two. Well, I have two. I, I have two. I don't know if they put out a third. I think I think there's three. I could be wrong. I, might be I was going to make a game out of like where where are they from? And surprisingly, a lot of the bands come from the movie of the same name. 
Oh. And I was like, oh, that's mm. that's not that's not a fun game. Yeah. Well, you would have guessed with, I mean, I would have gotten Clash and Demon Head. Yeah. And Sex Bob. Yeah. But I mean, at I, least it wasn't in the title. <laughs> I did actually see the monkeys in concert. Me too. I was, yeah. Maybe we were at the same concert. Pretty sure we were. Yeah. Did we make out? I was out? with Lori. <laughs> did we make out? Were you with a cousin? How many cousins were you with, Mike? <laughs> and next and up. Next up. Uh, Tommy, uh, you know, actually, I'll go with Mikey. Mikey, you have the front of the long box for us? I do. At the front of the long box, you can't see it. It's the Justice. <laughs> Damn you, camera. There it is. It is the Justice Society of America. Jeff Johns has uh, got a new take on it. They're up to issue, I believe, three. It is an alternate timeline where Batman and Catwoman's daughter, the Huntress, is trying to find out who killed Dr. Fate. And she brings in the new Justice Society of America, which is promptly murdered quickly in the first issue. So hopefully the next version lasts a little longer. I don't know. It's it's okay. Um, Jeff Johns loves the Justice Society of America. I don't know why he decided to do what he did with this, but I'm sure he's got a plan. Tommy, what do you got out the back of the long box? I have Joe Hill's The Cape 1969. This is a prequel to his uh, like one-shot The Cape, and it's a story of how that cape got made, basically. Um, and it starts in Vietnam in 1969 with a helicopter pilot that gets shot down in Vietnam with his crew. And it is just a great story. If you like things a little bit dark, you will love Joe Hill's The Cape 1969 and The Cape. Both are great series. I haven't read The Cape. Is that like an ongoing series? No, no it, it was like a one shot. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it's both, like you both can of them. finish it. Yeah, you can finish it in in uh, in one day. I mean, the the Cape 1969 is a little bit longer. It's like 108 pages, so it's a little bit more like a solid graphic novel. Whereas I think the Cape is a little bit shorter than that. I think it's more like 60 or 75 pages somewhere in that in that length. Uh, but both are really great stories. Yeah, if you're a fan of the horror genre, anything Joe Hill does is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So do you guys remember the TV show The Cape? Yes, has nothing to do with that. I was nothing. Ask that. Nothing but at all. That may be prior to the this century <laughs> uh, or this this decade. That might be one of my favorite superhero TV shows. We can go back and do, like, superhero TV shows before superhero TV shows became good episode at some point. Because there yeah. were some that were okay back then, and I, I liked The Cape. I thought The Cape was great. It had a fun premise. This guy was just learning all the circus stuff. Which is good for a superhero. Uh, I do remember that, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's I'm like, super- I don't remember this at all. And then the circus thing, yeah. This is a- and he had, like, the special weighted cape that let him do a couple of cool tricks. And uh, yeah. yeah, it wasn't it was not bad. 
and uh, uh, what was his name? Was the villain? Go look for this. Gonna have to go look for this to see if it really was not bad. (laughs) It was. Well, if you're gonna be talking about that, obviously you're gonna bring up the greatest American hero because DC is remaking that with a feature length movie called Blue Beetle. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, I I see what you did there. Have you guys seen the preview for it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does look good. Looks great. It looks. I was like. Yeah, it's the greatest American hero. I'm, I'm in. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> 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 Speaking of <laughs> did you guys see the preview for the Penguin? That looks dope. Holy shit. Yeah. Colin Farrell. I, I thought there was a joke. I saw the preview and I thought someone made a fan film and they talked Colin Farrell into it. Or I thought maybe Colin Farrell was doing a funnier die bit. Uh, it, it's real, right? Yeah, yeah he already the, played the Penguin in the Batman movie. Yeah, it's by the same director, Matt Reeves. Yeah, but this is doing the TV, the TV show. show. Yeah. Okay. It looks great. I watched it like four times going, man, I hope this is real. And yeah, I guess it's real. That's yeah, real. Because yes. you know, we don't have a lot of gangster, like the Falcone gangster. They did it in the TV show a little bit, but I don't think they did it very well. I think if they redid it, like, real, with the Penguin being the consummate gangster, it, it could be really cool. Yeah. yeah. Not an agreement there, except Josh, who's kind of meh. Yeah. Meh. We'll Penguin's, Penguin's not everybody's going to Josh is like... dead inside. Let's just yeah. face no, it. No, it's not that. It's a, I've just been bitten when he too many times by these shows like the blue beetle thing like the preview looks okay but i don't know like i was pretty jazzed about the shazam movie and it it was fine like it was okay have you seen the fury of gods the second shazam movie i have not it was fine hmm yeah (laughs) okay was it (laughs) big cgi battle in the sky if you like the first one this was about the same as the first one, only slightly. Does less. it have a six thousand year old adult hitting on a child? A little bit. I believe so. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's creepy. There might be some issues with that movie. Yeah. We'll work. We'll work on it in postdoc. Okay. I, I feel your pain, Josh. We've, well, we've all been burned by things that we yeah. thought were going to be terrific. But that's okay. Pump the brakes, right? You know these days. I'm a little more of a, an optimist than most people. You guys kind of know that about me, so I'm, I'm I got a lot of hope in my heart. And I, I like that iteration of Blue Beetle from the cartoons. So yeah, yeah, yeah it's the kid from Karate Kid, right? Or yeah. Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, which kid? I thought it was no, I thought it was a kid from the Karate Kid. Oh well, then you're right, Cobra Kai. Yeah. You thought it was Ralph Macchio? No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> I thought you were yeah, because yeah, he fucking doesn't age. Yeah, I thought you were. Can't tell. I thought you were talking the difference between Miyagi Do and Cobra Kai. I'm like, no, he's 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 Miyagi Do. <laughs> no, he's definitely Cobra Kai. He's Cobra Kai now, but he started off no. Miyagi Do. No, he did not. Started off Cobra Kai and has been Cobra Kai the whole time. 
No, he started, well, he started off Cobra Kai, then he got paralyzed, then he went over to Miyagi-Do, and now he's trying to bring the two sides together. He might be the one, Mike. The one to unite, the, to bring balance to the force? Yes, thank you. Uh, he, like, went down to Which Mexico. Vader and had, did, by the way. Yeah, Vader kill, killed yeah, everybody. Everyone. Until yeah, it was just him and the Emperor and yeah. Obi-Wan and Yoda. Yeah. <laughs> Balance. Balance. Don't blame me I, that the rest of the canon got ruined by other no, movies. Maul, Maul warns Kenobi. When he yeah. And then he still continued with Balance with Luke, the one who was confused. Yeah. That's why you know Obi-Wan had to die. You know what Vader was good at? Math. Yeah. <laughs> I saw one thing where it said Vader only has one personality trait, and that is contrarian. Like, whatever everyone wants him to be doing, he just does the opposite, which is why he turns on the Emperor at the end. And in retrospect, watching all of his moves, I'm like, holy shit, maybe he is, he's a drama king contrarian. Like, he rode in on a TIE fighter, making his cape billow in the wind because there's no space wind, right? He made the Force do that. All right, that's a drama king. He's using the force to fly a TIE fighter, standing on it, making his cape bellow. All right, this guy went to a couple classes. <laughs> Maybe the great Richard Hatch had something to do with all of this. But there's no way that guy's not a drama king. And, uh, you know, and the whole thing where he's attacking uh, where he, when he enters and he slowly opens that hatch and then you see his, his lightsaber slowly light up. That's all for effect. He could have run through that thing and caught Leia like that. But no, he's got to bring the drama. <laughs> this has been Vader Talk. <laughs> Vader Talk. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. I guess that's pretty much it except for plugs. Mikey, did we get into AwesomeCon yet? We have been waitlisted for AwesomeCon, so probably not. Probably. <laughs> probably not. Probably not. All right. Are you still going? You're still going. You're about I'm to still that. going. I already uh, I already got my tickets reserved for my tour of the Capitol and my tour of the White House. So game is on. Yeah, I'm not allowed to go there anymore. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's all been almost two years since you went last time, right? Yeah. Gotta go again. Two years. I missed that place. It was free, right? Yeah, as I recall. Yeah. <laughs> free tour. <laughs> you got a long end. There you go, know, Fred. It is a free uh, tour. <laughs> um, anything else to plug? I like to plug. Um, you know what? I'll plug Kirby Crackle this week, our long box music providers. They are terrific, and everything I listen to always brings me right back into my Comic-Con little brain, especially... Uh, coming home and uh, ring capacity still on my running list. Not that I run that much. Sweet. I'd like to plug geekorthodox.com. Geekorthodox.com. Hello, Demi. Geekorthodox.com, purveyor of fine T-shirts and other geeky things such as stained glass prints, Johnny Skywalker rocks glasses. You name it, they got it. And, of course, all the T-shirts you find are at ianlino.com because, well, they can't put them all in all one, all on one website because that's foolish. Why would you put them all on one website? One website can't contain everything that Geek Orthodox has. 
They got to split it up into two websites. That's how much stuff they've got. It's a lot of stuff. I'd like to plug Terrificon at Mohegan Sun in Connecticut, July 28th to the 30th. Listen to these comic creators. They're going to have Chris Claremont, Alan Davis, Arthur Adams, the great Don Rosa of uh, Uncle Scrooge McDuck, Dan Jurgens, Garth Ennix, Phil Hester. Uh, the list just keeps on going on and on. It is just awesome. Tom King, Mitch Jaredis. Simon, Ryan, Walt Simonson. Yeah, Ryan Otley, our friend of the podcast. Dan Perrin's going to be there. Oh, Jerry, I'm going to take my own damn time to talk to everybody Ordway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Russ Braun, if you don't know who he is. The, he was the artist for the boys. And, of course, Garth Ennis is going to be there. Uh, Howard Mackey's going to be there if you're a Ghost Rider fan. Uh, Louis Simonson, if you're a Power Pack fan. I know you are, Josh. (laughs) Yeah, they just had a couple announcements this week, too. I can't remember who they said uh, was also coming, but I got excited about somebody, and I can't remember who. (laughs) Yeah, it'll come to you. Yeah. All right, anybody else? Anything else to plug? Yeah, I'll plug uh, Allie the Piper. And Mia, the violinist. Two great people on TikTok to go look for. You can also listen to them on Spotify, and you can find their uh, songs and stuff on Pandora also. And uh, they play some really fun music, especially Allie the Piper. She plays bagpipe covers of lots and lots of tunes, and uh, she's just very entertaining. It was a very entertaining show. Excellent. All right. So, Josh. Terrificon in Mohegan Sun. Is that your sector? That is going to be my sector. Me and Claremont, we're going to hug it out. Get together is he going to be another... uncomfortable? Yeah, well, he, you know, he kind of looks like my dad, so we're going to we're going to we're going to pose uh, for some family photos again. I love your dad. Bring your dad. Bring your dad. Yeah. We'll get oh three no, generations yeah. in there. it'll be like Lady Hawk in there. Just can't do that shit. Look at her. Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy, do you have any uh, special words of wisdom for us? Uh, if you haven't gotten your shot, you should go get your shot. Uh, you know, COVID's still out there, as are other diseases. So go protect yourself from the, those around you. Get your I shot. Do, get your booster. I do highly recommend the shingle shot because nobody wants shingles. Oh, that seems Christ. awful. God, that uh, seems I got awful. my shingle shot. <laughs> that was a – wait. Your single – it's two. You got both? I got both. Good man, good man. <laughs> Mikey, what's this podcast like to you? It's like drunk history, but for comics. And don't forget what I always say. Don't just what you hate, just promote what you love. You live longer. Thank you from the pie. Thank you from the uh, long box, guys. Love you. Good bye. branding. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.